Morning and welcome to Crossbridge Community Church. My name is Jordan. I am the Young Adults Pastor and sitting to my left is my wonderful mother, also known as Kim Chitwood, our Next Steps Pastor. And this is actually our first time preaching together, which yes. is kind of cool. On a Sunday. Yeah, a little bittersweet. <laughs> Bitter comes from you having to preach next to me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we know that this time is just super chaotic. And so we hope you can just take a breath with us today and enjoy being with us for a few moments as we are in the middle of our series called Rise Up. Yep. Or the last couple of weeks, we've looked at different characters in the Bible who stepped through their fear and embraced courage to rise up in the midst of what was going on. So we've looked at Ezra, and we've looked at Nehemiah, and today we're going to look at Paul. Right, and um, before we begin and, and dive into the message, um, I want to just share a little bit of, of our story. And yeah. a lot of you who are watching know us pretty well and have heard, you know, what, um, you know, transpired about over six years ago now, but I wanted to give you a little more insight on to what happened as well as for some of you who maybe don't know, um, let you in on it, and it'll help lead us right into what we're going to talk about today. So back in um, 2013, I was um, married to Jordan's daddy, wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, there's going to be a picture for you to see that will come up, and I have to say I did not want this picture up at all. And <laughs> this is not, one of my favorite pictures. I am not a selfie taker, and if you're a fa Facebook friend of mine, you know that, but <laughs> but this is one of my my least favorite pictures of myself, but it, it totally epitomizes our relationship completely. Yeah. If you see the way my face looks very afraid <laughs> and his is like, come on, game on, let's go, let's have some fun. Um, we were on vacation and whenever we went on vacation to um, a cabin we would go to, we would just be lax. I would never, you know, do my hair or makeup. And <laughs> at one point he got this bright idea, which he often did, and said, let's take pictures. And I was like, no. Oh, and he said, yes. And I was like, okay, let me do my hair. And he said, no, you're beautiful. So, of course, if you knew Dan, you just followed wherever you went. <laughs> so I went out and, of course, then jump on my shoulders, which, again, I was terrified to do. But I wanted to show you that because that pretty much sums up our marriage yeah. to a T. Yeah. Um, he was the go, go, go. And I was the, all right, hold on. How is this <laughs> going to work? Wait a minute. I see roadblocks ahead. Um, and so then if you take that time that in 2013 um, in the summer and you fast forward um, about six months to um, December 17th, um, a day that we will never forget, we were, um, Jordan was working, you were at Pizza Hut at the time, and my daughter Danny, my youngest, was getting ready for a basketball game. And I was studying for finals with Peyton. It was a very stressful time with finals, and Dan got this bright idea in December to grill. Yeah. So he headed out on that cold winter night to grill, um, not planning, grabbing some burgers, and he set out to grill, and a little bit later, he came in, you know, just frustrated because the propane ran out. <laughs> and so I didn't go into the kitchen to, to find out what was going on. I let him figure that out, and I kept studying with Peyton. And then about 15 minutes later or so, he called, Kim, I need your help. And so <laughs> I went in there trying to figure out what is he doing with this raw meat, and he said, listen, I need to go take a shower. I got to get ready for Danny's game. Would you please, and these, these were the words I'll never forget, would you please start, continue microwaving the burgers? Yeah. 
microwaving the burgers. And so I look over at this plate and there was this plate of silver dollar size hard as a rock burgers because you cannot microwave raw meat like that and think that it's going to cook up right. And I am so glad, Jordan, I am so glad that I didn't say the things that were on my mind. So he hopped and skipped upstairs to the shower and I finished doing whatever I could and set the table and we sat down to eat. Um, as we sat down, a few moments went by, and I got concerned. Mm -hmm. Daddy hadn't come down, and he was pretty quick. And so what we realized is in the moments of eating those silver dollar burgers, um, he had taken a shower, he'd gotten ready, and then he sat down, and he went into the arms of Jesus. He had a heart attack, and he passed away. And if, if I could draw a line in my life, there was before that moment, and then there was after, yeah. right? And um, I look at that, and I go, I can almost, I don't know if you can do this too. I bet you can. You can feel the trauma that was going on. The, those feelings were deeper yeah. than that suffering that was happening. And, and, and I didn't, I mean, we were in a fog. We, it was horrible but I couldn't put a finger on it until I opened up a book. Yeah, and this is a pretty cool. Yeah, so C.S. Lewis, um, phenomenal writer, and I have to admit I'm not a very good reader when it comes to C.S. <laughs> Lewis because he's, you know, so old English. But the very first sentence caught me off guard, but but met me right where I was, and it yeah. says, "I never knew grief felt so much like fear." Yeah, and I went, "Yes." This whole feeling, this all-consuming feeling, that's what it was. Yeah. This suffering was fear. Yeah. And we were afraid. Yeah, we? we were terrified. And so today what we want to talk about as we're just, you know, embracing what's going on in our world, the suffering, the pain, the chaos, the anxiety is, we want to look at for week number three of Rise Up, what does it look like for us to rise up in the midst of our suffering? Right. In the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our grief, our anxiety, our stress. What does it look like for us as Christ followers to rise up, walk through our fear Right. That so often, um, you know, feels like grief and vice versa, yes. as C.S. Lewis says. And in order for us to do that, I think it's so important for us to look at someone in the Bible who does that exact same thing. Where he experiences the suffering, yes. some is self-caused, and then some he causes for others, and then some as a result of following God. And then is able to realize that there's actually some joy that can be found in the midst of our chaos. And so we're going to turn to Romans chapter 8, which is one of both of our favorite passages in the Bible and provides so much uh, peace, provides so much uh, certainty, um, just a reminder that God is good. And so Paul right now is inspiring the church in Rome Right. That no matter what you were going through, because something you have to understand is that the Roman church was being persecuted by Rome, okay? And so after Jesus resurrected and then ascended to heaven, Rome wanted to silence the Christians. It was right. so important. So they were, uh, you know, the lion's dens. They were being thrown into the Colosseum. Yes. They were being murdered. They would actually be put on wooden stakes and just uh, burned to death. Brutal. It was so brutal. Mm -hmm. And so Paul is trying to encourage the church in Rome that your suffering will not define you. So if you want to turn with me to Romans chapter 8, we're going to have this message of how we can rise up 
in the midst of our suffering. And this is what Paul writes. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will, that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage, to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but a hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it impatiently. I love that. I love it so much. And, you know, that's one of the passages is I have dealt with the loss of my dad. Mm -hmm. And then also dealt with the different fears uh, from that loss. You know, yep. fear of loss, yes. fear of losing loved ones, yes. pains, anxiety, depression, trauma that has come from that. It's one that I turn to when I am trying to lean into what God is calling me Amen. to do. Yes, absolutely. That lean in. The, the, the word, I, I love the word groaning because at first you can look at that and go, oh, that's complaining. That's whining. It is not at all. We, we are meant to groan. Yeah. We are meant to groan because we are not made for what we're walking in right now. Exactly. Yeah. We are not made to be separate from anyone that we love and any connections. So that's why um, divorces are so excruciating. That's why a loss of a loved one is so excruciating. That's why the loss of a pet is so excruciating. Creation groans because we are made for our, our home in heaven, not here. Exactly. And so I love that whole uh, lean into the groan. Um, you're going to lean into the groan. Uh, the, what that means is, is actually that eager expectation of like rising tiptoe and like a child yeah. rising tiptoe and looking over the counter, what mom is making for dinner. Like yeah. heaven is coming, but right now when I look around, it can really stink. It can yeah. be horrible. Yeah, and we can choose to honestly hide down yes. in that, yes. or we can choose to rise up. Rise up. And so in the rising up, and when, when we, we equate it with fear, because some of the groaning happens with fear. I believe even though, you know, we say, you know, fear isn't of God, there is this angst in us because we don't have what we were created to have. Exactly. And so because that happens, then there is this need for rising up. And there is this phenomenal book that Jordan and I have read, and it's called Through the Eyes of a Lion, and it's by Levi Lusco. Hashtag and, ad. Yes. Not really. If, yeah, it's <laughs> It's phenomenal. so great for anyone that's dealt with any type of suffering. Exactly. So um, he writes it. He lost, they lost their, their little girl um, right around Christmas time, just like um, we lost... Um, Jordan's daddy, and it is phenomenal. It's facing impossible pain, finding incredible power. And in it, he talks about this um, running towards the roar. And to us, that's how we're going to look at rising up in suffering. Yep, running towards the roar. And he, and he uses this jungle scene that, and I love it because, of course, as a lady, the lioness is actually the one we should fear. 
The lioness doesn't have the mane, so she can hide, and she can hide behind the prey, right? Mm -hmm. And so she can she can get in the bushes or you know whatever's in the jungle. I'm so not good with that. <laughs> so they she can get behind and she can wait to pounce, right? Yeah. And at the same time, the lion's far off, and his roar is what frightens. Yep. So the lion's roar is what frightens, and, and, and the prey can decide to choose to freeze, and then he's dead meat, right? Or turn and run the opposite way, and then he's dead meat. Either way, he's running towards, the fear is going to be there. Yeah. But in this running towards the, the roar, we're finding that that is where healing comes. Yeah. Running towards the fear. And I love this quote. This is one of my favorites in the book. Levi says this, the only way for you to see God do the kinds of things he decides to do in you and through you is to run towards the roar, not just one time, but again, again, and again. And then this is, this is powerful. Confront your fears or abandon your destinies. Yeah. And so here's the biggest takeaway that we want you to have today in the midst of your fears, maybe your anxieties, maybe some suffering, some trauma that you've experienced in the past is that in order for you to rise up, you have to run towards the roar. Yes. And we've talked about that with C.S. Lewis. That quote is, I didn't realize that grief felt so much like fear. And so honestly, this running towards the roar running towards our suffering, confronting it head on right. is how we rise up for God. And so what we want to process now is uh, just this kind of question that we're going to both look at and give some answers to uh, is how do we yeah. even begin right. to rise up in the roar? And I want to start off by giving my first one. Um, since I lost my daddy, uh, a big thing for me has been the fear of loss. Right. Okay. And that's very common for individuals who's dealt with suffering. I also struggle a lot with anxiety and depression. It sounds like I'm a very happy person, <laughs> but I am. Okay. I do enjoy life so much, but I do battle those three things. And so what I have learned is that uh, for me to begin to rise up and run towards my roar in those areas, it starts with confronting my fears and labeling it. Absolutely. You got to name it. Exactly. Because so many of us, we, cower is a very aggressive word, but that's literally what it is, is when we are dealing with those types of fears and anxieties, we pull back. Yeah. We pull away. But God challenges us in Romans chapter eight. He says this idea that our present sufferings are in no compare no, to absolutely. the glory. So rise up, confront them and give them a name. Right, and the enemy wants us them to keep hidden, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I want, I said this to a friend this week, picture your yard, you know, we're all looking at our yards now, and picture it with mounds all over it, right? These, and, and what it is, is I'm, I'm looking at, at our yards as these, these, these fears that have been hidden. They've been grown over. There's grass, there's weeds, there's twigs, whatever. And we then, our number two is, is to actually let's dig in. Yeah. Let's ask someone to join us, grab another, you know, grab a shovel and let's dig in, find out what our fear is. Sometimes it, we still don't know what, what it is. Yep. Find what it is and then to dig in and go, okay. Here's what it is, but here's what maybe is the underneath root exactly. cause. Like pull that root out and go, oh my goodness, this maybe didn't start right now during quarantine or maybe didn't start when I lost my husband or my friend or my divorce. 
maybe it started when I was a child or maybe it's something that I've dealt with since this other something happened. It's pulling it all out and exposing it. Yeah, so step number one is in order to rise up and in order to run towards the roar, step number one is label it. Right. Admit that something's there. Step number two is to dig deeper. Go into the mound, dig deeper, and that is best done with somebody, to process with someone. Uh, It it can be another family member. It can be a friend. Counseling is so huge. Therapy uh, to process that. And the last one that we wanted to uh, look at was this idea is that uh, it is so important for us to be still. Yes, because, okay, here's the deal on this one is is that we, we say running, so yeah. we think movement. Yeah. And yes, there is some next steps with it. Sometimes you just got to get up out of your seat and then, you know, try to tackle your, your fear that way. But I tell you, the most courageous running towards the roar, if I can say it. Running if, towards the, the roar. Mo- yeah, the most courageous time is when you're sitting still with yeah. God. And maybe you got a journal in your hand and you're going, okay, God, I am overcome right now. And I don't know why. Please unveil this. Reveal to me why I'm struggling, maybe with a situation, with a person, or maybe you don't even know why you're struggling at all. Yeah, so just to kind of recap that before we wrap up today, uh, the three things that we want you to process this week as you are uh, dealing with suffering or anxiety or maybe past stuff is first... Label it, give it a name, confront it head on. Number two, dig deeper, process that with somebody. And number three, going through this idea of being still and knowing that God is so good. That's right. And so as we wrap up today, we wanted to just give you all um, a, a few things uh, to take away to know that this does work, okay? Right. It's been six years since we lost our dad, and we've dealt with some suffering since then. Yes. Um, some anxiety, some mental illnesses, and struggling trying to process that. But running towards the word truly does work. And so, it Kim, does. my mom, uh, why don't you share what's worked for you? Right. Um, how has this worked? And how do you continue to apply this today and continue to run towards the roar um, each and every single day. Right, and it, and it is daily. I love that you said that. Um, it, I want you all to know that um, it's not a perfect science. Um, there's times I get up to run towards the roar and I get back to bed, right? Um, it's, it, there's times I think I'm running towards a roar and I'm running the wrong direction. Yeah. So it's not perfect, and I just praise God for his grace. Um, so my biggest fear that I felt pretty much even the, the, the moment that your daddy died um, was this whole feeling of how in the world am I going to face life alone for the next 30, 40, 50 years? I yeah. was 45. I mean, I could live in my 90s. It sounded excruciating. Four teenagers at the time. So how, how am I going to be a single mom of four teenagers, do life, make decisions without him? And it was all-consuming. And so a few things that I did in running towards the roar was first, I took as many days as I could to be still. Yeah. And said, um, I realized that the only way to run towards any roar in my life was to do it with Jesus. Yeah. He had to be there with me. And sometimes if I would fall down, he would scoop me back up. You know, I needed to um, play some worship music or journal out my thoughts, let him reveal to me what not just this huge roar of being alone, but inside that huge roar, we're all unpacking all these other little roars that were happening, right? Yeah. And so with it, 
what happened was, is he started unveiling in my eyes some things of, you know, Kim, why do you think it's hard for you to be alone? Do you realize you're really not alone? Do you realize you've never been alone? And then the longer I was with him and the more steps I took to open a box of memories that your daddy and I had or go to church for the first time or, you know, make my bed for the first time or grill turkey burgers. It sounds silly, but those were fears. Every time that that I did it and there was victory and I felt him then near, I went, that's right. He is there. He is Mm -hmm. with me and it's going to be okay. And and then within that running towards the roar, that whole quote from Levi that says, if you don't, you're going to abandon your destiny mm-hmm. is within running towards the roar was this, this desire for me to share with everybody else. You are not alone. Yeah. And so you've seen that and you felt that for the last six years. And Absolutely. It's, it's been a fight where you have to remind yourself and do yes. those things every single day. Yes. And, and some days you feel the absence. Some days you feel closer to God. Um, that's part of the fight. And then for me, as we wrap up today, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I have the fear of loss, okay? And so losing my wife, Marissa, is my biggest fear that's come out of this. And after reading this book, Through the Eyes of a Lion, uh, Pastor Lesko talks about this concept that it was selfish of him and selfish of him to fear the loss of others because losing somebody who has Jesus means that that person is now in the best place possible. They are experiencing peace. And so for me to fear the best thing possible for Marissa, why would I want that? Why would I want to fear Marissa having the best? And so every time that I start to fear that loss and have that anxiety, I quickly remind myself, hey, that'd be the best possible scenario. And it brings peace. And so, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. We want to encourage you to rise up by running towards the roar. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, you're so good and we're so grateful, Lord, for who you are, your authenticity, your realness, your roar, God. And we just pray, Lord, that as we are experiencing fear and suffering, that we run towards it, fight it rather than hide from it. Be with us, God, and give us opportunities to be still. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope to see you week after week as we continue to do this. And we want to also thank you for your continued support here at Crossbridge. We have been able to continue to do ministry, reaching people that we never thought we'd be able to reach. Also want to let you know of one of the things that we are doing. We have actually adopted uh, Bright Horizons, which is a, a daycare for the Lutheran Hospital doctors and their nurses. We've been taking them meals, we've been taking them treats and things like that, and actually going and praying for them. And, and uh, it's just it's made a world of difference in their, in their lives, and, and uh, they are so thankful for that. That's one of the things that we are able to do, continue to do because of your support, so thank you so much for that. We also want to let you know that there's going to be some changes. Just over the next few weeks, you're going to see some different things we're going to be doing in our digital uh, services here, just to kind of keep things uh, a little bit lively and maybe some changes. And then we are also planning on some bigger events that you're going to be hearing about in the, in the coming weeks. So once again, just thank you so much for joining us today. We are so thankful for all of you. Love you and miss you. Can't wait to see you, see you sometime soon.